I'm Dave. I'm Schmidt. I'm Iron Mike. And you're listening. And welcome back. It's Blue Collar Banter. Coming off a of bye week where we uh, vacationed a little bit in our own own little spaces, um, recharged the batteries, and uh, we're just ready to get back at it. Boys, how we doing? Doing great. Great start to the doing week great. so far. Had a couple good days. Strung together a couple good days, ready to grind out a great one tomorrow. Yeah, I agree. We're just out here getting worms, man. You yeah. know, the daily grind. Yeah. Rising Plugging grind away. Days. Absolutely. Yeah. The, I, by brick. I will say I, the one thing that I loved was the one morning someone sent a Snapchat in our in our group, and it was someone was up early, and then we all just right back instantly. We're all up. We're all up early. All ready yeah, to chase the every, bag. Everybody besides Kyle. Of course, that no guy. You there. can't. You can't trust that guy, Kyle. No, yeah, man. Zero Kyle, Kyle, doesn't, Kyle doesn't pay his rent every day. That's true. No. He's not out there earning a wage. No, not at all. He's an RA. That should tell you everything you need to know about mm-hmm. that kid. Yep, pretty much. So, but yeah, I mean, um, this kind of, you know, kind of, I'd say a little awkward start to the episode. No Browns talk to kind of segue right into, um, but no depressing. uh, I mean, I'm, 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 I feel the best I felt coming into a week that I have in a long time. Just like nothing to like bring me down. I mean, that's true. It's just optimism at this point. I mean, yeah. Like what could happen? Yeah. I mean, exactly. I think we're going to get rinsed by the Patriots, but I'm not going to worry about that till Sunday. Yeah. I, I watched their defense last night, and I was like, oh, boy. That's all. That's, I mean, that's it. I saw a stat that said if their offense didn't even play, like didn't even touch the field, they'd still be 3-3-1 three, three, and one right now. That's, that's insane. That's, that's insane. ridiculous. They've only given up one passing touchdown, and they have like 17 interceptions or something like that. It's ridiculous. Hey, you know, all these great streaks and everything, they all come to an end. That is true. Yeah, I think Belichick's got a, a little revenge going out for the Browns, though, you know. Yeah, Coach there maybe. never didn't really didn't really like the front office, didn't, didn't really get to run things the way he wanted. I think he's going to want to stick it to us. Yeah, maybe. It's not even the same people, you know. Yeah, that's true. It was the last time that the Patriots played the Browns when – Paint. No, it wasn't when we. No, we got absolutely. We got yeah. hosed by them in like 2016. Well, wasn't I remember that, that game? That was when Brady came back from suspension. Yeah, yeah but I was. remember. Wasn't that the game we were like kind of close, like in the first half? Because I remember like being being close and like falling asleep, and then all of a sudden it was like 35 to seven or something like that. It was uh, ridiculous. I, I thought we were close for I a period of time, that. but yeah. Well, either way. Um. I mean, you guys just want to dive right into this? I mean, I know we have on the schedule here um, just kind of, you know, some around the league chatter. Uh, we started off a little bit with it, but so far, I mean, the Patriots have kind of seemed unstoppable. And I think uh, last night, I mean, two weeks ago, the Jets looked like they were a new team under Sam Darnold, you know, kind of getting that little spunk back that they had, um, you know, with him under center and Le'Veon Bell in the backfield. But I think the Patriots kind of put that – to an end last night, and uh, Sam Darnold might have had the most beta quote of all time. Yeah, he's yeah, seeing ghosts it, out it, there. I mean, tough look. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I could have went out there and pieced together a better QBR than he did. Um, it was just a bad performance. I didn't even watch the game, but I don't really think you had to watch that game to really understand mm-hmm. what happened. Um, the Jets are a very dysfunctional organization. The fact mm-hmm. that they live mic'd their second-year quarterback against the best defense in maybe NFL history statistically. Um, just a bad look. So, um, yeah, apparently Greg Williams and Adam Gase hate each other. They don't communicate whatsoever. So um, they're a dumpster fire, but um, we don't have much room to talk here. Because, I believe that, dude. I don't want people to um, like Greg Williams. I mean, what's to like about him? He's a dick. and He looks like a skunk with that little piece of gray hair he's rocking. And yeah, and his son, nobody likes his son either. Like, it just, it's, just, it's just bad. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think they just gave him the job based off, oh, he, he, he was a decent head coach for the Browns last year. Or maybe nobody interim. wanted it. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. NFL's, you know, it's that 
coaching fraternity where, oh, a guy had a couple good seasons as a coordinator and he's got a job for life. Well, Zeke doesn't have a job right now, but... Well, I mean, that's a much different end of the spectrum. You go 0-16 as a coach, you lose a lot of your credibility, regardless of what the roster is. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, you know, obviously, um, a lot of the blame on that game is is on the Jets and the way that they played and probably their coaching staff. But, I mean, any time that the Patriots, especially their defense, plays so the way true. that they did is unbelievable. I mean, I, I think, um, you know, their secondary is, is incredible. And I think, uh, it was a couple of years ago, their defense was very skeptical, um, you know, when a lot of the, the guys in that front seven were, were relatively young. And I think now they're kind of really starting to come together and they're putting together something special. Yeah, Stephon Gilmore is probably the best corner in football. Yeah, he's yeah. unreal. Yeah, yeah. Big no, play after big play. McCourty Twins. McCourty Twins obviously yeah. can still play. Yep. Yeah, no question about Patrick it. Chung, Patrick Chung railing lines of cocaine before games. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is he, is he, what's, it, what, what's he been up to? I think he's on the team. I think he's playing. Really? Is I he? don't know. I, I thought he was suspended. Is he? I have no idea. I'm going to do some research here. Let me check the tickler file. The tickler file. Um, he was inactive last night. But he's played this year. He's got 17 tackles. Man, so, I mean, not bad. He's on the not roster. Bad. I mean, yeah. But, Gives an uh, extra spark to that offense. <clears throat> yeah. Or defense. Oops. Rusty. <laughs> Rusty. Yeah, it's been a, we all had the bye week last week. We're all just trying to piece last it together. Last week, last week was a really weird week for me. Yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, you were just <sighs> crushing bangs left and right from what it sounds like. Yeah, crushing bang, ripping jewel, b- pumping out papers. Wow, incredible, yeah, incredible. Just, you're staying away from the well, you're not staying away from the vaping uh, crisis, huh? Nope, I'm steering right into that curve. Deal. I'll deal oh with. I'll deal with my health issues when I have to deal with them. Right now, I'm okay. The future you probably. Yeah, that's me when I'm 35, having a heart attack, and probably type all diabetes wow. at that point. But wow. we'll see. Aggressive. 35. We'll Jeez, get through it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> You're making it to 35. You think you make it that long? Um, that's that's a generous line. I'll probably put the over under at 35. Um, <laughs> might happen at 34. Who knows? Who knows? I don't even want to know what my life's going to be like when I'm 35. Oh, boy. Is that a little more action behind you tonight, Iron Mike? There's been a there's a lot of action going on today. I'm not sure what's happening. Um, yeah. Um, shout out to all Damn our me. first shout, – shout out to all of our first responders out there. You guys don't get enough credit. Yeah. yeah They're pretty true. blue collar. Um, yeah, true. that's like the sixth fire truck I've heard today. They're, they're keeping themselves busy. Wow. Somebody probably put some Easy Mac in the microwave without water. I've been there, yeah. We had to we had to get a new microwave. I was like eight years old and I was That's like, Oh shit. Yeah. My sister's dorm at Cincinnati, some kid was charging their electric skateboard and it caught on fire. Oh my Those things are so lame, dude. They piss me off. Yeah. <laughs> Any I, skateboarder pisses me off. Yeah, dude. They just Skateboarders no, are a different breed. They might they might Especially when putting, they go downhills and stuff. Do you think we worst. could put skateboarders in the moment of silence? Um, certain types of skateboarders. Okay. There's like a That's fair. niche of them that are just like, think they're hard asses. Like today, I was walking down one of the hills. Dave, Jake, you know where Shively's at, down Morton Hill. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, this kid was just ripping hardcore on a skateboard, like weaving in and out of people. I was ready to stick my leg. Yeah, that's the worst. That's the worst. I'm like, these or dudes go like down a, bike, a hill. A guy on a bike does it too. Like, these dudes are going down a hill at, like, 30 miles an hour, and they think they're, like, Tony Hawk because they're flying. Like, all that speed's just momentum, bud. Like, I hope you're going to fall and, oh, God. It just, it's, it just grinds my gears. Another thing that grinds my gears is, like, once one day of weather hits, like, 40 degrees, and, like, the next couple days are 60s, kids are all bundled up with, like, coats on. Like, relax. It's, it's October. You got plenty of time to pull out the coat. Right now, it's, like, maybe a flannel. Maybe a crew neck. Even for me, I'm sweating out there in shorts and a t-shirt still. Oh, good. Yeah, I know you you sweat. Walking up the hills. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's bad. I'm bad, dude. I like like to have to layer up. That used to happen to me. Like, I would get get into class and I'd be, like, sweating. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. I usually got to go to the bathroom, like, pat myself down, because it looks like I just got done running a mile, even though I can't even run a mile. 
Yeah, you got to go like paper towels under the shirt. Make sure you don't get sweat stains on the shirt. Right. That's the way to go. I got a, du- I got a double shirt at sometimes just because. Oof. I'm not big into my appearance during the day on campus. You know, yeah, I got nobody. I got nobody to impress. That's fair. No, I am not a wife beater guy. I cannot pull off a wife beater. Really, wife beater under the shirt isn't a bad move though. When you have no, those double shirt. Yeah. No, my body does not fit the wife beater um, criteria. Yeah, I'm, but I mean, I'm, a, I'm a bit it. too. I'm I'm a bit too large for that. Yeah, that's fair. Back in the day, though, when I was like six, seven years old, I used to rock well, with Well, uh, I remember when you were like in high school, you, you kind of went through a little stage there. For a short time ago, you did a wearing them. Yeah, but you I know, could be wrong I've put I on a couple more pounds since. No, I did, and I, I it was a weird time in my life. But I think the past like four years have been a real weird time. So. Oh yeah, just adjusting for all of us. Yeah. For all of us, yeah. yeah. Oh. All right, well let's uh let's try to put this back on the tracks here before we get too lost. Um, yeah. Next next talking point we have is uh, Aaron Rodgers put on an absolute display this weekend. Yeah, he uh, put on a clinic, yeah, man. Yeah, I, for those who didn't see it, perfect passer rating, what four hundred and thirty yards passing, five touchdowns through the air, one on the ground. Uh, obviously, Packers get the win. Um, I I saw a stat that yeah, uh, Sunday he had six touchdowns, obviously, and and. I think it was the five games before that he had like four or five touchdowns or something like that, um, and it, I was like blown away because I, I know that one time we had talked about him and I had said that, uh, you know maybe he was a little up and down and I think, uh, you know anybody who might have thought that I think he shut him up a little bit on Sunday. Yeah, dude's a stud. Um, best QB in the league, talent wise. Um, I don't think that can be. Okay. I don't think that can wow. be. Ar- I don't think that can be argued. I, oh, he can make any wise? throw. Okay, talent. Yeah. Well, I don't know Russell Wilson. Yeah, uh, but he kind of had a clunker on Sunday against that Ravens defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Aaron mm. Rodgers can make any throw in any situation, and he's finally Russell Wilson's okay, always had like Mahomes, talent wise too. Mm. Yeah, but I think I think Aaron Rodgers right was I think Aaron Rodgers was Pat Mahomes before Mahomes came in the league. I think they play pretty similar. Like, maybe Mahomes think, is a little more electric, but very similar styles. Improvise a lot, yeah, run I mean, around they a both, lot. They both can scramble, but I, 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 I think Mahomes has just got more talent. Yeah. I think Mahomes has a lot more talent around him, though, too. That's true. That's fair. True, true. You give, you give Aaron Rodgers, Tyreek Hill, and... Travis Kelsey, that's that's a, that's a scary yeah. offense. Yeah, the best yeah, receiver Aaron Rodgers has ever had was a white man. So well, unless unless Mike McCarthy's the coach. Yeah, and Andy, if scary. if Andy if Andy Reid and Aaron Rodgers were combined, that's that's a tandem that this league would not be ready for. Yeah, I agree with that. Or Both or Sean Payton, going. like wow. Yeah, yeah, I would love to hang out with Andy Reid. He's like my dream coach to like to sit down and have a beer and a steak with what a pain in Aaron Rodgers would definitely get along uh together just like two mm-hmm. t- just two assholes yeah. Andy Andy reads like Mike Holmgren if Mike Holmgren like had a personality I feel like I don't know he's yeah. just a jolly guy like I feel like he's just there's just never anything anything you can bad you can say about Andy Reid besides his time know, man, Andy clock management like Oh yeah, dude! Have he's you listened to some of those locker room speeches? Oh my god, yeah. No, he's just that big. Jo- he's just a big jolly blub, and I love it. You know, he's got a lot of a lot of energy, and like, and he's always jolly. P. Carroll, what a guy! Oh yeah, yeah I was just gonna Seems say, like yeah, big water bubble gum ready to roll. He definitely takes his oh, fish yeah. oil pills in the morning. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he, he does. does. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. Next, next thing on the agenda here is I just put down slot fest in Washington. Um, that game was awesome. That that's like your was... dream game in like seventh or eighth grade. Yeah, no question. I mean, that's how you envision football. Like when you're playing with your buddies in the backyard, you get a little. It starts yeah. raining a little bit, and you're like, "Oh, we're playing backyard football today." Yeah, that's exactly that was like what that's like a scene out of a Brett Favre Wrangler commercial. Where he's just throwing the ball around the yard with the boys. The dogs are running around. Oh, yeah. They're just 
I mean, those, first of all, those commercials were so unrealistic, but I love them. Mm-hmm. I'm just getting off topic here, but like that's what that game reminded me of just mm-hmm. slinging the ball around the backyard, just not giving a shit, and just you know. Yeah. I mean, the score was nine to nothing. That's football at its finest. Just that's defensive football. That's battle. Like, yeah, that's how people in like European countries probably see football. It's like ugh, this is gross, disturbing, like big Viking-looking men just running around on a sloppy field. But yeah. like, that's how I wish I every game used was. To be like in the 1940s. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I wish I grew up in like the '80s. I feel like I could, we could have played in the NFL in the '80s. Dude, I, that's what I always say. Is I'm like the NBA in the '80s. I'm always like, if I would have grown up in like the the '40s through like '70s, I could have been a professional athlete. Like no those question. guys were like, tr- those guys were just railing cigs in the locker room at halftime, four games after games. Yeah, and they're probably, drink, probably drinking a couple beers in between. Like, there's that's n- back when men were men. And there's no way that they were, like, near, nearly the athletes that there are today. You know what I right. mean? True. Mm-hmm. Like, we were, we would probably be top-tier athletes back then. Right. Like, a 5-flat 40 for an offensive lineman back then was probably, like, unheard of. Oh, yeah. You were the fastest lineman ever. Right. And I, know, I don't right. know. I could have been I could have been Aaron Donald in 1962. Yeah. I think, like, I, I, I always think about I think about that a lot. I mean, I'd probably be dead from like, CTE, but... Hey. What do you guys think uh, Doug Deacon did at halftime back in the day? Oh, dude, I don't, don't want to know. know. I don't, don't want to know. <laughs> Imagine, like, Jim Brown at halftime of a game. <clears throat> oh, God. Dude, I, I'm, convinced, I'm convinced. I mean, sorry. sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> I'm giving con- him a little extra spark. <laughs> God, this is dark. <laughs> Dude, I'm convinced Doug Deacon, when he does the broadcast, has zero clue what's going on. Jim Donovan has to like guide him. He's like a yeah. he's like his service he's like his service dog. Do you think have there's you guys seen uh, the Jim Donovan reaction videos mm, when he like no. makes a, a call and go on the Browns YouTube and type in like Jim Donovan uh, Browns versus I don't know Ravens or something like that. And like it'll be an exciting play, and Doug Deacon just sits there with his arms crossed. Dude, do you think there's do you think there's ever been a time where Doug Deacon's like been in the booth and he's like I should be on the field and Jim's like No, you are retired. Just sit down. You yeah, think that's ever I, happened? Yeah, probably. 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 Yeah. He probably like goes in the locker room before the game. Sometimes starts getting dressed, got his jersey from like whatever year he's played in, and he's like, uh, it's Doug, what are you doing? And he's torn. like, he's like, I'm just suiting up. What do you mean? He's like, I'm playing. I'm playing left guard today. And Joel Batonio's like, uh, buddy. <laughs> The uh, best thing about him, though, is, like, you see Jim Donovan in the booth. He's wearing shirt and tie, looking real clean and cut, and then Doug Deacon's just sitting there in, like, a Tommy Bahama Tommy Bahama button-down shirt, probably sipping on, yeah, like probably, sipping, probably sipping on, like, a Corona, just having himself a good old time. Yeah. And in the wintertime, looks like Deacon's wearing, like, a Carhartt jacket or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Donovan's got a pea coat. Dude, I guarantee you <laughs> there was a time back when Joe Thomas played that Doug Deacon tried to put on his uniform. Yeah, he's like seventy three. I'm pretty sure that was my number. Uh, I think it was his number actually. It was. It was. It. Yeah. yeah. It was. He's like, ah. Uh, he's like, wait. Uh, he was left tackle uh, too. Was he? Yeah. That's yeah. such a good football name, Doug Deacon. Yeah. I'm looking Deakster. at. I'm looking at a picture right now of him and Joe Thomas, and he's literally wearing a Tommy Bahama shirt. Joe Thomas getting ready for a game, and Deacon's probably like, hey, you know, they told me I'm suiting up today. It's probably like, hey, no, you're not. Get up in the booth. <laughs> Oh God! I would. Love, I want to have a conversation with Doug Deacon. That's what I was gonna say. I'd love to just sit down with him for like thirty minutes and just see where it goes. Like, don't even. He's, like, a, he's just electric. Yeah, just give him like a little bit of information every once in a while, and just be like, "Hey, remember that one time you did this?" Him and Austin back in '72, my days at uh, my days at Illinois, and like just go into some weird story about something. He he's would got be. such a great voice too. He does. He does. Yeah. So raspy. <clears throat> we Cleveland's got some of the best color commentators on our local networks. That's true. All former players. Austin That's Carr might be my favorite though. He's got some quotes <laughs> that are just out of left field. Do you think yeah, like RP Fred McLeod? Do you think yeah. like uh Legend. Team for team, do you think that there is a better announcer for the sports? You know what I mean? Like is there a better baseball announcer than Tom Hamilton? Is there a better b- announcer than Jim Donovan and Doug Deacon co- combined? And, like, Fred McLeod and Austin Carr? Yeah, there's some legendary uh, combos right there. Um, 
I mean, like, you got Vince Scully and, like, guys like that. But, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. But Tommy Hamilton, like, he's got a way of painting a picture vocally that you just don't see anywhere else. That's true. And the Golden Pipes when he gets going, too. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Back when Joe Tate was doing Cavs games on the on oh, the radio, yeah. those were unbelievable. Did you did you see who the uh, the new voice of uh, the Cavs Alcorn, are? Maybe. Tim Alcorn. W E O L. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. He's the new voice yeah, of the he's Cavs. Doing, uh, oh wow, that's football. a step up. Lane County High School football, baby. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. I'll never Good forget. For I'll never forget when I went to go get my ACL checked out, get an MRI a Saturday after a Friday night game. Tim Alcorn sitting outside with a bag of McDonald's doing a ra- live radio show outside of I Cleveland love that. That's awesome. It was just outdoors, like nothing fancy. It was just a table. Him and I don't even know who it was. They were just chit-chatting. Were they talking about the Friday night games? Yeah, they were. Yeah. His voice is Beano legendary, Orang, though. Being a Lorraine County sports reporter has got to be one hell of a job. Oh, my God, I know. Or working oh, for the Chronicle-Telegram. Some, some loco football, man. Oh, God, loco pie? Loco what? football, baby. Oh, shit. Um, R.I.P. <laughs> Iron Mike, that's your old place of, place of uh, work. Uh, I'm not going to comment. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it up. I'll oh, keep it up. God. Wow. Professional here. Uh, a lot I could say, but, you ooh, know, I'll digress. Geez. Ooh, a little, little wow, sore subject wow. there, huh? Very, very sore subject. I didn't know it was that sore. Oh, got rinsed yeah. by that place. Yeah, well, we'll leave that in the past. Yeah. But, uh, all right, well, um, so leaving behind the NFL, just, you know, around the league, um, kind of looking forward here with the Browns coming off a of bye week. Uh, looking forward to Sunday, Browns take on the Patriots. Uh, we got a, a little bit of Browns news this week, I guess, uh, although we didn't have a game. Um, c- kind of highly anticipated uh, Kareem Hunt practices with the team for the first time yesterday. Uh, Schmitty, I'm assuming he practiced today as well. No, they didn't practice today. Oh, no practice today. Okay. Play nah, I don't like field. that. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. They have to, they, they, you have to get one player down off a week. Ah, uh, makes Is sense. Is that like in the CBA? Yeah. That's kind of bullshit, but whatever. That's uh, yeah, pretty nice. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Schmidt, did you see him at practice at all? I mean, how did he look? Did he look ready to go? Um, was he taking reps with mm. ones? How many reps was he no, taking? No, he's not getting, He's not taking reps with ones. There's no need to. He's still, what, three weeks away? Yeah, yeah. Three uh, weeks. But, I mean, I don't know. I think he probably still needs a couple, of, you know, a week or two to get his feet under him. That's true. That's yeah. true. And I mean, I, I I personally don't think that there's necessarily a rush to get him, um, you know, fully inserted into you know some sort of starting role because I think Nick Chubb's a top five back in the league right now. Yeah, I think. So I'm um, telling you, dude, I put him on the trading block. Dude, I mean, I'm totally down with that. I mean, <sighs> I, I I would like to see what he can do for us first, but. I mean, at this point, I mean, I'm aside from Hilliard, you know, giving up, you know, an interception in a, in a crucial down, you know, a couple of weeks ago. I mean, Hilliard's played well. Chubb's doing great. Um, you know, I, I don't know how Kareem's gonna fit. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. What do you guys think? I don't know. We'll see what Freddie can dial up. I mean, he hasn't been able to do much with the personnel we have now. So, just adding another mm. superstar. I don't know what, what's gonna happen. I mean, yeah, doesn't seem like he knows how to work with some of the guys we have now. So, I mean, adding another guy into the mix just might make, make his job harder or more difficult on him. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he can he, – he's still got to give Nick Turner his carries. That's the only thing I care about when, when you think, Kareem comes back. Yeah. Nick Chubb's still got to get his carry. You think if the Browns don't make the playoffs this year, Freddie's fired? No. No. I don't, I, I, I don't really th- – I think that that's kind of unfair. I think playoffs – this year is a stretch, and I I've never really you know said like oh hey, you know, playoff berth might be nice you know I never really was was all in on hey we're gonna go to the playoffs I said yeah you know we might go nine and seven ten and six win the division maybe, um, but I mean if we don't make the playoffs this year I'm personally not that upset you know because I mean it is I mean, the first year like what if we go games. six and ten what if we go six and ten. I mean, he's got to be on the hot seat. Oh, he's minimum. definitely on the hot seat for sure. But I'm not saying, like, don't fire the guy because we don't make the playoffs. I mean, when's the last time we made the playoffs? I mean, he's taken over yeah, for I mean, a team that didn't even have a winning record last year. With the way it looks, yeah. we are going to have to win the division because Buffalo's going to win, like, looks like Buffalo's going to win. Buffalo's going to win 10 games, games somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're not even good. And they're yeah. not even good. No, they're not good. Yeah. Josh Allen is very suspect. 
Yeah. He, got, he got booed. He got yeah, booed. he did get booed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but they still won the game. I mean, they, Buffalo is a team where, like, no matter who they play, they're going to play a close game because their mm-hmm. offense is, like, almost inept and their defense is unreal. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's I don't care if they're playing Sisters of the Poor. They're going to win, like, 20 to 18. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, kind of putting us back on track here, I guess. Um, We've been getting so off the rails here we a are. lot. We're, Sorry, just, we're all over the place. That bye week just got our heads all, all in a tizzy. I'm spinning. But, uh, so, talked about Kareem practicing, kind of looking ahead towards the game. But also, um, this, not so much on the football side of things. Uh, but Baker and OBJ, both fines for different reasons. Uh, in this past week, OBJ getting fined for a uniform violation, knee pads or pants not covering the knees, Baker getting fined for comments on the referees. Um, you know, this is, I, I mean, I don't know what you guys think, but I think that this is kind of the rise of, um, you know, the attitudes, the personalities that were so talked about in the off season. you know, bringing yeah. in OBJ into that locker room. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I think honestly, I saw a tweet today that, that said it best, and it's like, hey, you know, OBJ, instead of posting on Instagram, why don't you just shut up, follow the rules, and play football? Yeah, but that over-the-knees thing is such a ticky-tack fine. Because there's guys all over the league that are doing that. I mean, they could do that to so many different guys they every usually, week. They, but they usually, they usually catch people. They usually find everybody that does it. I mean, it's not a requirement to wear knee pads, so yeah, why does I it mean, matter? No, um, no, 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 your pants have to be below your knee. They can't be above. Yeah. Yeah. So like, what's I know, but you don't have to wear yeah. you don't have to wear knee pads. So like, yes, you do. why? No, you don't. Yes, you do. I would trust uh, Schmidt on this one. Yeah, me too. Well, I know that. Well, ha- I sort of got half the guys out there do not wear like pads at all. Oh uh, no, it doesn't look like it. Some of them are so thin, but they, they have to like have them. Yeah, especially those thigh pads, Shit. dude. Those thigh pads are no way. Are those guys wearing regular yeah, regular yeah. size iPads? I mean, I completely agree. Like, I agree. Like, it's a dumb rule and everything. Like, and the fact that you have to wear pads in your pants is kind of stupid. Like, what two inches of foam isn't going to protect you? I don't even know what to call it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I mean, I agree. I, I think that the over the knees rule is kind of a stupid thing. I mean, personally, I think that they all honestly offer more protection if they're above the knee because you're protecting kind of the quad. I mean, that pad over the knee isn't really going to do anything unless it's a straight-on blow to the knee. Yeah, like, if a, if a dude's tackling you and hitting you in the knee, that, like, tiny piece of fabric is not going to protect you whatsoever. Yeah, if you're getting blasted in the patella, you're going to get you're gonna get hurt regardless. I don't care. Yeah, and I mean, if you're going to tear an ACL or something... <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna if you're going to tear an ACL or something, a pad's not going to help that. Right. You know, so, I mean, it's whatever. It's stupid that it, it exists, but it does. So, I mean. And in terms of the Baker comments, I mean, everybody got fined for talking shit about the refs. Mm-hmm. Clay Matthews, I mean, you can go around the league. But the, the performance by the officiating crews this year have been abysmal. Mm-hmm. It's been mm-hmm. worse. I mean, Grant, I think it all starts at the top with Alberto Riveron. Dude's a clown. Doesn't know how to be a leader of men. Pat, Pat McAfee's been very strongly... Um, vocal on this topic and I've been listening to a lot of what he has to say and he's got very good points that it all starts at the top and um, I think that most of the blame has to be on him because he's the one that's relaying the information to the referees to what is a call, what isn't a call, how to overturn a call and all that and I think for the most part the referees on the field are confused about what to call and how to call it and they're not really getting a for sure answer yeah. from him on what to on what to do so I think that's where a lot of the confusion's coming from, and a lot of the bad calls are being seen because a lot of the, they're not all on the same page. You can see it from game to game. Every calls they're calling things that are called not. Call, sorry, Jesus, oh God. Just just take um, a minute. Just take a minute. Let's take a breath, everybody. Count of three. We're gonna take a breath. One, right. two, three. Okay. All right. Okay. There we go. All right. Now I'm back on track. So you see in games. Things that are called in certain games aren't called in others, and it's just not consistent. Like, a lot of those blindside block calls mm-hmm. are getting called, and then you're seeing the same exact play not getting called in other games. So I think from crew to crew, it's just not consistent, mm-hmm. and they're not getting 
the correct information they need to make the correct calls. And I, the league hasn't come out and said a goddamn thing about it, which is really pissing me off. Like, I would love to go into Roger Goodell's off and just beat his ear for, like, three hours on how to make this league better because it's so poor, the job he does. It's so yeah. bad. Yeah. But they, all they focus on is, like, which is great, community service and all that, but goddamn it, the product on the field is what everybody cares about. Yeah. It's a billion-dollar industry that people pay a lot of money to watch, and the product has just been poor. Yeah. There's been more flags this year than – ever before mm-hmm. and it's almost getting nearly unwatchable like am i gonna stop watching absolutely not because i'm a football junkie but i mean football guy I'll, I'll i'll voice my opinion on it because you know god damn it i'm sick and tired of seeing yellow on the field yeah that's fair i mean um you know and i i think one thing that needs to be taken into consideration is it's not like you know just it's you know, in the past, it's been like, oh, hey, the losing team's going to complain about the refs because, you know, this call affected the way of the game. But honestly, this year, it seems like everybody's coming out. Winning team, losing team, doesn't matter. Head coaches are coming out. Players are coming out. Everybody's making a comment about the refs and the way that the game's being handled. And nobody's stepping up and being like, hey, you know, let's really look into this. Let's figure it out. I think Roger Goodell's just happy collecting his checks every week, and he doesn't really care about making a difference and making sure that the fans are happy and the players are happy. Right, and I mean... Completely agree. And, and like, the players come out and voice their opinion on it, and they get fined. Yeah. And this league has just ran so backwards, and they just try and milk as much money out of everything that they can, and the product on the field isn't even their main concern, which is despicable. Well, what I think is stupid is it's like, the fines are technically considered revenue for the league, right? right? And and that revenue is a direct cut of that revenue goes to Roger Goodell. When at the end of the day, the reason these players are getting fined is because of a lack of Roger Goodell doing his job. So he's basically right. getting paid for not doing his job because these his players salary is it's absurd. Million dollars a year. It's absurd. And, I mean, these players are coming out because he's not doing his job taking a look at the referees, and he's just finding them, making even more money. So, I I mean, that's where I kind of get rubbed the wrong way with this. But, I mean, he's probably not never even going to hear this. But, I mean, I think that the, yeah. more people need to take a look at this. I don't know. I mean, and the thing is, like, this isn't a problem you fix at the end of the season after the season's over. Right. It's something you need to fix now because exactly. this can't go on for the rest of the year. And, I mean, it's going to be hard for fans to boycott because it's the NFL and, like, everybody wants to watch football. And I think that that's what the league realizes. Like, that's why they can do this and pull the puppet strings mm-hmm. because they know people are going to still watch regardless. Like, right. viewership's up, like, 22% this year, I think. Yeah. Which is absurd. I don't know how. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, like, <sighs> something needs to be done. I think the pl- <sighs> as soon as the next CBA comes up, I think the players need to strike. Yeah. And try and get something like where they are allowed to voice their opinions. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's getting absurd because there, there's games that are these usually calls like don't yeah, affect the outcome. Calls usually don't affect the outcomes of the game, but there's been so many times this year where calls are blatantly affecting the outcomes of football games. Right. And it's right. been yeah, happening on a it's been happening on a national stage like on Monday Night Football 2 weeks ago. Packers and Lions like Without those two hands-to-the-face calls that shouldn't have been called, like, that game is in – Detroit probably wins that game, and those mm-hmm. weren't hands-to-the-face. And it's just getting out of hand, and I'm sick of it because yeah. – God. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I thought, honestly, after the, the Rams-Saints game, you know, last year in the playoffs where a, a, a lack of a call literally changed the outcome of somebody going to the Super Bowl, I thought – Okay, this is when we're gonna we're gonna see a change, because yeah. it was so blatant that that call was missed, and it was so blatant that the Saints should have, you know, the outcome of that game should have been changed. I thought, okay, this is where you know the refs are gonna you know make make a change, or or Goodell's gonna actually do something about it. And no, it seems almost as if he's more hands off now. Yeah. Compared the pass the pass interference review is the biggest bullshit thing they've ever done. Yeah. It's they just did it to please everybody, but every time somebody reviews a pass interference call, it never gets overturned. Ever. Right, right. Yeah. And they I said, Oh, there's not conclu- there's not conclusive evidence that it's over it can be overturned. Mm-hmm. And like 
obviously they just put that rule in there to try and satisfy everybody, but it hasn't satisfied anybody. And, and honestly, might as well just get rid of it because all it does is slow down the game, slow down the flow of the game. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. This is ruining football. I think penalties I th- kill offensive flow. They kill the whole game in general, and it just it's can't happen I, anymore. I, I have a a suggestion. It's it, it's maybe might work, maybe not. But first off, I think it's either all penalties are reviewable or no penalties are reviewable. And if all penalties are reviewable, it's not like the coach throws a challenge flag. It's like you have a third-party referee upstairs that looks at every call, and he radios down and says, hey, this should be Mm -hmm. this. It shouldn't be, oh, hey, the refs are going to the booth to look at it. You need another set of eyes that looks at it and makes a different call. And that's, I mean, that's the way I've thought about it, but that'll probably never happen in a yeah. million years but and i think another thing which is the nfl which makes it unique from other sports is that there's no minor league system mm-hmm. where a lot of other leagues like the mlb and nba like test like new things right. out right. like with rules and everything in those to see how they work out like the nfl they have no they have no way to do that mm-hmm. besides i mean like other leagues forming like the aaf and xfl but like and maybe take some ideas from there but like when they're do- when they're implementing these ideas, they have no idea how it's going to work out because it's just completely based on how it works out in this league, and you can't really test something in a minor league system. I mean, the only way you could really do it is in the preseason, but mm-hmm. preseason football isn't real football. Yeah, and it's just like hit or miss, and a lot of the times it's miss because they just don't know how to regulate it the right way. Yeah, and I I think that they they're trying to at least implement rules into like college football to see how that affects the game and maybe start to translate that into the NFL. But you can't really do that with like reviewable things because there's no review in college. So, right. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think that, you know, maybe the XFL or too, you know, too bad the AAF's gone, but you know, maybe the XFL, you know, you, yeah, RIP the AAF, but you know, maybe with the XFL coming about, you might, start to see maybe some new rule implementations and yeah. um, some experiments. But, yeah. uh, all right, Hopefully. we need to put this thing back on track. We got off track once again. Fuck um, the NFL. Yeah, at least Goodell. But uh, so the last thing we have to kind of look ahead here for the Browns Patriots, uh, from Insider Schmidt, uh, we heard early yesterday, it's been a little bit out on social media uh, throughout the course of the last 24 hours, but – um, it appears as though Greg Robinson has been benched at least for part of the first team reps in practice. Um, yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah. that's true. Uh, can't confirm. Uh, they released a depth chart today. They still have him as the first team left tackle. So who knows what's going on there? Uh, concerning with them making the line changes late in the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's such an important position. Yeah. Yeah, the second most important position on the field on the offensive side of the ball. Um, mm-hmm. I think maybe, I mean, speculation here, trying to light a fire under his ass, you know, maybe he's yeah, gotten a little bit complacent good. and because he doesn't, there's nobody on that roster that's probably going to take his spot because everybody sucks. And um, he just thinks that he can wow. walk into practice and not try because there's nobody that can contest him for that spot when he's actually performing at his highest level. Mm-hmm. But um, I think you got to hold guys accountable and you have to make sure that they're going a hundred percent and getting good reps in because, you know, practice reps translate in how you play during a game, regardless of how hard mm-hmm. you're going in practice. You got to use good technique. You got to make sure you're doing things the right way. And I mean, if, if there's guys on this team that aren't given a hundred percent already, then that's concerning. I think that's a lot on coaching because they're not getting guys ready to play. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's just uh, – it trickles down and, you know, it makes you think about what kind of job Freddie's doing out there Monday mm-hmm. through Friday, Monday through Saturday. Well, uh, so, I, I mean, I had, you know, kind of maybe a thought. Um, so Justin McCray and Kendall Lamb, I believe, are, are the two people that were primarily taking those reps, um, to, you know, in place of Greg Robinson, correct, Schmidt? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the both of those guys coming – off of injury relatively, um, you know, soon, or they had just come off injured reserve, uh, you know, in the past here, I believe in the last week, right? Last couple days. Um, And I mean, those were guys, you know, throughout the Browns community, they were believed to, 
you know, at least have shown some promise maybe in, in the preseason. Um, and maybe maybe it is Freddie lighting a fire, you know, under Robinson, uh, you know, kind of showing him, hey, you haven't been playing well, um, you know, and these, these are guys that could take your spot. But also I think maybe it's, hey, you know, McCray and Lamb were guys that we saw in the preseason, had a little bit of promise. Let's throw them in with the first team, see if, hey, you know, maybe they can do something. Maybe it's not necessarily taking over for Greg Robinson, but, you know, maybe if somebody goes down, they're the first person we throw in now. Um, or, you know, maybe if they start producing and playing well, maybe they do take over for somebody else. And, and I don't know. I mean, that was just kind of something I had been toying with, uh, you know, over the last day since you told us that, um, you know, Robinson had, you know, uh, his reps had decreased at practice. I don't know what you guys think, but it's just an idea I had. Yeah, that's definitely a optimistic outlook. I like where your head's at there. Um, you know, just see what you got in other guys, especially with shipping Corbett off to L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, offensive line depth's a big thing. You know, it's a, it's a dirty, grungy position where a lot of guys are going to get banged up and you need depth. Yeah, so no, um, no, I guess getting no. guys' first-team reps will help them. Yeah, I mean, help them understand what it's like to play against the first-team defense. I mean, going against Miles Garrett can't hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I, yeah, yeah, I, mean, I like yeah. to think optimistically in that scenario, but, you know, maybe not. Yeah, I agree. I can totally see, I can totally see that being true, but I guess I'll play until Sunday to see it. Yep, very true. Yeah. It's going to be a very mm-hmm. interesting game on Sunday. Yeah. I think it's yeah. either we're going to play them very, very close or it's going to be a blowout. Like, I mean, either I we're going to come out there firing at all cylinders. I mean, I think our wide receivers, the thing about us is, like, a lot of the teams the Patriots have played haven't had, like, top-tier receivers that mm-hmm. can go one-on-one with these kind of guys. Like, Odell versus Stephon Gilmore will be a good matchup. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's going to be a lot on Baker to see what kind of ball, how where he can put the ball. I think it's going to be a lot about his placement of passes because you make a mistake on this defense, you're, it's going to get – you're gonna yeah. see it because they'll pick that ball off like, right? No problem. Absolutely. And um, um, the one-on-one matchups will be interesting between our receivers because I'm guess we probably have the best receiving core that they've faced this year. Mm-hmm. Um, no doubt in my mind about that. So, um, it'll be a test for them, but it's gonna be a Might bigger be test for us. Faced this year. Yeah, yeah. talent-wise, um, not yeah. production-wise thus far, but. Yeah, um, I, I mean, think a big thing is is get that ground game going early, mm-hmm. trying to establish that run so you could run those play action passes and you know try and get them to bite on play action and get receivers open downfield so we can make big plays. Yeah, I think I I think the one thing that um, you know Mick, I know you talked about Baker putting the ball in, in good spots and letting his receivers make plays, but also at the same time I I, I think it's gonna. S- be how can Baker handle this pressure that this defense brings? Yeah, I mean, they, they bring a, a lot of pressure. They do. They bring they, a lot of pressure. They put a lot of stress last night on Sam Darnold. I mean, obviously yeah. the guy was seeing ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I mean, Baker didn't handle pressure well against the 49ers. No. Um, the offensive line obviously doesn't handle blitzes well, stunts well. Um, so I think that that's going to be a big concern. I mean, obviously we have athletes on the edges that can make plays. Um, I hope Nick Chubb gets his carries. I hope the ground game gets going. Um, because I think if you get the ground game going, I think that that kind of takes that blitz off a little bit because if, yeah. if, if you over blitz to one side and Chubb makes a cutback, it's a mismatch and you're out the gate. Um, so right. I think if, if you get that running game going early, I think that that kind of, you know, weans off the, the blitz a little bit. Yeah. So I think that that's a big key. Um, yeah, I think but, another thing is get a lot of those short passes and mm-hmm. a lot of quick hitting routes. You know that we can, you know, get Baker's confidence up. Hopefully that he can get the ball in there. You yeah, know, yeah. make sure the pressure's just not getting into him in time because you get the ball out of his hand quick. It's blitzing isn't as effective. So right, right. And we got the guys that know how to make plays in space. We got a lot of athletes on the outside, and so hopefully you know, I'm not a I'm not a coach here. Or a, offensive guru but I mean I think this is just basic stuff you got to do against a defense mm-hmm. like this that brings a lot of pressure and has really good really good DBs so I mean yeah establish the run get a lot of quick hitting routes you know and that'll help the offense develop throughout the game absolutely keep them guessing on that defensive side of the football yeah absolutely yeah. Schmidt you got anything to add no yeah I just definitely think you, you can't fall behind uh and you have to run the ball yeah mm-hmm. 
that secondary has 18 picks, so. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's scary. We saw what they did with Darnold. We saw and bait Donald and they do the same with Baker. Mm-hmm. So I just think you got to stay committed to the run. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think, guys, I don't I don't know about you, but I think that that kind of wraps up, um, you know, any NFL talk we had for this week. Um, you know, we kind of touched on things around the league. Obviously, um, you know, bulk of this being, um, you know, touching on the Browns and looking ahead um, and what they've done, you know, over the bye week. Um, but here I, th- I think uh, if you guys are ready, I think we should uh, – roll into our union man of the week. I don't know if you guys have one. Um, um, I only think of one real quick. Iron Mike, you, guys you have go, one? Yeah, I'll go first. Then okay. um, i got to step away for just a quick moment. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with, um, this is a little bit of old, but um, Dick <clears throat> Buckkiss. Oh, wow. Um, he was interviewed um, at Illinois the other week. And um, they were talking about, like, the physicality of football and where it's been since he was playing. And his he had a quote that said, um, you know, I loved knocking the shit out of people when I played. And um, just a great quote from just a hard-nosed guy. And um, just really like uh, how he um, played the game of football. And uh, his quote there talking mm-hmm. about how football has kind of gotten a lot softer. And he's, he said, you know, back when I played, um, I really loved knocking the shit out of people. So. I'm gonna give it to Dick Buckus for just being an all-American, hard-hitting, hard-hitting guy. Love that. Absolutely love that. Um, so I guess, I, yeah, I I got one. Um, so mine. Um, I wish I had some names here. Um, but I'm gonna give mine out to the horses at Oklahoma. Um, those poor guys. They were just out there doing their job like they are supposed to. They came in, they punched the clock. Um. And this weekend, just the field conditions um, were not up to par, whatever it might have been, took a sharp turn, took a spill. And, uh, you know, flipped over the carriage. Uh, You know, luckily it wasn't, uh, you know, kind of a a foretelling for the Oklahoma Sooners as they took care of business this weekend. But um, definitely not a good entrance there for the Sooners as as those boys Mm -hmm. Took a little spill early on, but uh, I'll tell you what, they got up, uh, and they'll probably be back next week, do their job again. Um, so shout-out to them for coming out, uh, and uh, even though they took a spill, being ready for next week. Yeah, okay. Uh, mine will be an Alabama student by the name of Connor Kroll. Oh, he, yes. Yeah. Called yeah. a bomb threat to LSU Tiger Stadium to save his friend from a bet. Love it. It didn't work. He's arrested, but yeah, was he really? Yeah, that's tough. Something, yeah. He faces like I can't like five years or something like that. Jeez, five years! I can't remember what it was. I think so. Yeah, up to. He might be out of it though. I don't know. That's ridiculous. I can't believe. Could you imagine like actually doing that? What do you mean? I know, but like, could you imagine actually doing that? Be like, oh, hey. Schmidty's about to lose a bet. Let me call in a bomb threat to First Energy. You know, yeah, like, how's that going to fix it? That's not going to fix it. Yeah, I don't know. But, Did the uh, game get delayed at all? No. Oh. I don't think so. Jeez. Oh. Well, you got to appreciate the effort, though. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, you yeah, started GoFundMe for that kid to get him out on bail. Wow. That's aggressive. Yeah. But uh, I think his bail, I can't remember how much they said it was. Who cares? Good for him. <laughs> like where his head's at. Yeah. I mean, hey, he's just thinking about his friend, just being a guy. The effort was there. Yeah, just yeah. guys being dudes. Guys, guy. Know. Looking out for your buddies. Yeah. Saturdays are for the boys. Absolutely. Saturdays are for, not for the bookies. They're for the boys. Nope. So uh, I think that just about wraps it up. Um, Mick, before you take this one away, uh, I just want to give a quick shout-out uh, to all the listeners out there. Make sure you guys are following us on Twitter. We are at BlueCollarCLE on Twitter, uh, posting a lot of good content, um, trying to grow our audience a little bit, so make sure you guys are retweeting, sharing everything that we put out there. Um, stay posted with us throughout Browns games um, for live in-game updates. Um, and feel free to interact with us. Um, you know, We don't bite. Uh, we follow back. We tweet back. We favorite. We retweet. Um, so make sure you're interacting with us, say what's up, 
Uh, and Ask then, us some questions. Yeah. Nothing's off the table. Shoot us a DM if you guys are going down to the grit pit and the muni lot and uh, let us, you know, maybe maybe we might be down there. Maybe we'll see you down there. Maybe we interact a little yeah. bit, get to know you. Um, so maybe if you're, anybody, wants to, anybody wants to come on and discuss Browns, you know, you got some hot takes you want to get off your chest, you know. <laughs> We're not opposed, you know, like bringing somebody on maybe one day. Yeah, absolutely. Just throwing that out um, there. I think our first guest I'm still really trying to pursue is Scott Shammer. Jamie but, Gillen? Uh, yeah. So, uh, but uh, aside from that. What if we got Peyton Hillis on the show? Dude. That's like our, that's like our unicorn. That'd be our dream Travis guest. Hafner, Peyton Hillis, Wally Zerviak. Soldrunas Solgowskis. Oh, okay. dude, Z would be so hard to interview. Delhi. Delhi. Delhi would be good. But, yeah, uh, alright. Mick, you want to take this one away? Alright, um, as you guys know, we're going to take this more on a serious note. Um, I'd ask you all to remove your caps and, um, you know, put down your devices while you're listening here. You know, if you're driving, pull over to the side of the road. Um, and just take a moment to reflect and, um, you know, really uh, get into that serious mindset, please. Um, this is a very serious issue growing on in America. I think you could even call it an epidemic right up there with the opioid epidemic. Um, I think they kind of go hand in hand, honestly. But, um, wow. That's, that's, that's saying something. Yeah, um, it's it's growing issue. I've been doing a lot of research on a lot of statistics out there. Say they kind of go hand in hand. So um, if you don't know, um, we have an advocacy program in the works. Um, I've been in contact with a lot of different agencies around the state, um, trying to get something going here. You know, um, maybe have a virtual um program where uh, we can all get together and talk and uh, see what um. What's gonna ha- what we can do to try and you know combat this issue, because it's it's a serious one, guys. Um, not a laughing matter whatsoever. And um, you know, there's a lot of people out there. You know, those people who wear Affliction, um, drink Fago, they wear Fox Racing gear. Um, the people that wear the Cookie Monster hats, um, DC, uh, Osiris shoes, um. God, the list goes on. People that drink Fago, listen to Insane Clown Posse, people whose favorite band is Nickelback, wear puka shell necklaces. Oh, God. I, I, oh God. I need a moment. It's okay. We're here for you. <sighs> okay. People who wear South Pole, um, Echo Unlimited, Zoo York, um, It's, it needs to be stopped. Um, I'm trying to get in contact with a lot of these clothing brands to discontinue everything, but it's kind of hard because, you know, they're just all about their money. They're not worried about the people's livelihoods that they're destroying. And it's a serious thing, and it, it needs to be stopped because it's destroying families, it's destroying lives, and destroying relationships. And... Nobody's really taking action on it, and nobody takes it seriously, so I'm really just trying to start something that's going to help these people, you know, get away from that, you know, shop at Walmart, shop at Target, avoid all those brands I talked about, your life will change immensely, you'll become a better person, more well-rounded, more likely to get a blue-collar job. You know, buy a pair of Wranglers. Why you got to wear jeans with bedazzles on them, you know? <laughs> um, wear, buy a pair of, you know, shitty Nikes. Why wear DC shoes? You're 40 years old. You're not skating anytime soon, man. You know, there's a lot of people out there that wear this stuff. And, you know, they got kids. And what kind of example are they setting? You know, and, you know, maybe it wasn't their fault. Maybe their parents bought them those clothes when they were younger. And they just didn't know anything different. Hand-me-downs. A lot of kids were put into situations that they didn't know anything else. And now look at them. Most of them work at Dunkin' Donuts on night shift. And that's just sad. They could be on Wall Street. 
or working in the factory, which is much better. You know, so we'll just have the moment of silence, you know, try and start something to help these people and get them back on track, get their lives on track, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe um, start a clothing donation for these people, you know, just normal normal clothing just to get them back up on their feet, you know, IZOD, you know, anything from Kohl's is good. Like, even Walmart stuff, you know, their, their stuff's a lot better than that. You know, mm-hmm. so um, we'll just have our moment of silence here just to help try and get this issue off the ground, and hopefully people will start recognizing it as a serious issue. Yep. So, um, three, two, one. Alright, um, thank you guys for listening. You know, this is an issue that's near and dear to my heart. I've seen a lot of people affected of, with it um, close to me. And um, of, if anybody needs to reach out, you can find me on Twitter at MickeyG underscore 55. Don't be afraid to reach out. I'm here. You need somebody to talk to, you can talk to me. Um, you can even DM us at our Blue Collar CLED account. I'll make sure to respond to it. I'm checking that actively. And, um, I can help get you through this. Um, I'm trying to implement a six-step process. We can go more in-depth with it when you DM me. And um, all free, you know, no, no no, charge here. I'm just trying to help out people. Mm-hmm. And um, yep. so um, if you know anybody, don't be afraid to reach out, you know. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate it. Yeah, um, um, as you can see, Mick's broken up about this. It's a very serious issue. Um, so please do not take this as a joke. It's a very serious matter, um, that unfortunately our country must deal with. So yeah, epidemic and, uh, mm-hmm. it's only growing. So, yep. All right. Try Thank and stop you guys. It in its tracks. Thank you Thanks guys very much. Um, Hope you enjoyed it. Millions of listeners out there. We know you guys are. And, um, just keep subscribing, you know, listening, tell your friends, tell your cousins, tell your parents, tell your children, tell your dogs, cats, anybody. Anybody with a device that's able to listen. And, um, you know, go Browns. Um, hopefully we're not 2-5. and five. And um, see you guys on Friday morning. Yep. See ya. you can act real rude and totally removed. And I can act like an imbecile. We can dance, we can dance, everything's out of control. We can dance, we can dance, we're doing it from pole to pole. We can dance, we can dance, everybody look at your hands. We can dance, we can dance, everybody taking the chance. Dance. Oh, well, it's the dance.